Welcome to the Woven Well podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a master divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Woven Well podcast. I've been a little under the weather this week, friends, so please forgive me if my voice sounds a little bit different than usual. Hopefully I'll be back to normal next week. Um, You know, it can feel frustrating when you don't feel good or when you know something's just not right. And I think about how often that comes up in women's health, how often we just don't feel great, but we don't know if there's anything we can do to improve it or not. You know, is there some medicine we can take, an herbal supplement we can try? Is there a surgery that we need? Or is this just normal for this phase of the cycle that we're in or phase of life that we're in? And we just don't know. Knowledge is so powerful. And there are lots of examples in how this plays out. So tons of underserved populations and conditions Like I said, lots of examples, but today we're going to look at one in particular, women who are not having any periods. The technical term for this is amenorrhea. It just means without menstruation, no periods. And this is different than women who have sporadic periods or long or irregular cycles. The fancy term for that one is oligomenorrhea. So there are lots of reasons for these types of cycles too. PCOS and thyroid dysfunction are two common ones that we think about, but there's also stress, which can delay a cycle by several weeks to even a couple months if the stress level is high enough in that acute stress sort of situation. There are also very natural reasons to not regularly have a period. If a female is younger than 15 and has not yet had a menstrual period, that's okay. It's totally fine. Just like if a woman is pregnant, then it's very natural for her to not have periods because she's not having cycles of fertility, right? Instead, her reproductive system is focused on developing and protecting the baby that's in the uterus. Even after delivery, breastfeeding was often going to delay ovulation to a degree, and it can take several weeks to over a year to have the return to menstrual cycles. This is normal too. Or if a woman has already completed her reproductive years of life and she's in menopause, then it is once again normal and natural to no longer be having periods. In fact, if she sees any bleeding after menopause, she needs to have it investigated immediately. So moving forward, we're going to talk less about those who have just delayed cycles or maybe natural reasons to not have periods, and instead talk about women who have maybe never had periods in their lives and they're past the age of 15. This is called primary amenorrhea, or those who used to have regular periods and now aren't having any. It's been at least three months, usually a lot longer since they've had their last one. This is called secondary amenorrhea. And I realize I'm throwing a lot of terms out there today. I guess I'm feeling very technical. (laughs) And those don't always feel super important to know. Why do we need these terms? But I'm giving them to you because a lot of times when we get into the doctor's office and these are the terms that they're using, if we don't know what they mean, then that could be to our disadvantage. So for instance, if they're investigating irregular periods, oligomenorrhea, When you're actually not having a period ever in your life, 
that's primary amenorrhea, then they actually may be looking in the wrong direction. So knowing the terms can be very helpful, especially when you're looking to diagnosis and treatment. And targeted diagnosis and treatment is critical here. I mean, certainly all areas of women's health, but certainly here as well. And you may be surprised that I actually see this fairly often in my work. Uh, Why are women without periods working with someone who teaches you how to chart your cycles? Well, remember, we're not just charting cycles. So your cycle health, your reproductive hormones, it goes way beyond just your period. Yes, a period is important, but if all we were tracking was when your period started, then hey, any old app out there can do that for you. We're looking at what's going on inside your reproductive system. So what reproductive hormones are you creating and how strong do they look? Can we see signs of ovulation or that the body is trying to ovulate or does it seem like there's not really any response? What about signs of response to medical treatments or lifestyle changes? Are they effective? Are they improving things? So there is an incredible amount of information that we can gather from charting with the Creighton Method, regardless of whether you've ever had a period, okay? Now, if you've had periods before, but they've stopped, and not for any of the natural reasons that we talked about earlier, then we're going to look at the causes of secondary amenorrhea. One of those is actually related to birth control. So if you've been on any type of hormonal contraception and have recently come off of it, then it's very likely that your lack of cycles is simply because your body is still recovering from being suppressed for so long while you were on birth control. It takes time for the body to naturally produce those reproductive hormones again and to the level that's necessary for ovulation. So it could be six months before that first period comes back naturally. Although I always encourage working with someone medically to help it return by that three-month mark. So if it's not back by three months, that's when I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and start working with somebody because we really don't want you to wait that long um, without having a cycle. There are also other medications besides birth control that can make it difficult for cycles to continue. Although I've not seen this happen in my particular client population, there are some specific antipsychotics or some blood pressure medications, and then certainly things like chemotherapy that can disrupt the reproductive cycle. So I'd say these are probably not the most common cause of amenorrhea as a whole, Uh, But certainly inside this category, you know, those who are taking very strong medications like chemotherapy would want to consider that as a primary reason for that to be occurring. What's a lot more common for the population in general is something called hypothalamic amenorrhea. So now we've added two fancy words together to make a big old fancy term. Um, Hypothalamic refers to the hypothalamus. So an area of the brain that determines a lot about your reproductive health. Some of your reproductive hormones come from the reproductive system itself, like the estrogen and progesterone in your body. But others, like FSH and LH, they come from the brain. And I'm actually going to link one of the previous episodes that explains hormones in a little more detail. I'll put that in the show notes in case you want to learn more. But FSH has a lot to do with when and if periods start, both at puberty and at the start of every menstrual cycle to follow. 
So if there's something off with the brain's ability to produce these important hormones, then it could definitely affect whether or not you're cycling. So what are the things that can influence that? Here are the three main ones, under-eating, over-exercising, and stress. So I acknowledge this is where things can get a little bit tricky. Uh, We have a lot of thoughts and emotions that get tied into how much we're eating, what we eat, how much we exercise, what we do to exercise. And just even without that, it can be really difficult to know how much exercise is too much. How much and what type of food do you need to be consuming each day? We may not even realize that these really healthy diets, these really good choices that we're making, they could be great, but maybe they're just not enough. Maybe we're not eating enough of those things. Or in our desire to be strong and healthy and to improve our mental health, we may be working out or staying active more than we realize. So when it comes to identifying this anything with this topic, how much we eat, how much we exercise. Um, My advice is to work with someone who is trained in this area to help you assess food and exercise. So find a trusted registered dietitian, someone who is very experienced in this and who can give you really trustworthy advice as to what to do, how much to do. Um, You don't want somebody who's going to be overly criticizing what you eat or encouraging a shame relationship there and someone who's going to be really supportive in the whole process. Now we mentioned stress before. Acute stress can delay a period for weeks or even a few months. But what about high levels of chronic stress? We are not intended to live under such levels of continuous stress. And so sort of in an effort to protect us, the body is preventing ovulation and therefore preventing pregnancy, which when we're in super chronic stress, pregnancy is the last thing we need, right? Mentally, emotionally, physically. At least that's how we respond um, physically. So these are all things that we can partner with a trusted medical provider on. They are the ones who can give great guidance as to how to approach this and how to get your whole being, mind, body, spirit into a place where it can naturally and safely menstruate again. So we'll be able to use your Creighton charting to see if things are improving or not long before that first period returns. And this is super helpful to those providers who are looking to see how those lifestyle changes or medications, etc., are making a difference before that happens. And what about women who have never even had a period? I've actually worked with several ladies who fit into this category over the last few years, and the causes have been really diverse. Um, It's for me, a fertility nerd, it's kind of fun because um, everybody has had a different root cause to why their periods have not yet begun. So sometimes it's been a lifestyle of over-exercising, you know, very health-conscious women who were shocked that all the decisions that they made to help improve their health were actually a little more than what was necessary and were having some negative effects. Um, I've had ladies whose bodies didn't produce any reproductive hormones naturally. They were just born that way, and they were previously told that there wasn't anything that they could do, that that's just how it was always going to be. I've also heard of women who have a membrane or a wall at the point where the uterine opening should be, and so they are menstruating, but it's just gathering inside of the body until that membrane is removed, and they have horrible pelvic pain. 
So it could be an issue like that, anatomical or what we just talked about, biological or hormonal. But to me, with how diverse these causes are, what it comes down to is this. If you know that something is off with your body, then the key is to work with a health team that wants to help you get to the root of why. The number one option every single one of these ladies was given was birth control. Even the ladies who weren't having periods after coming off of birth control were told that that was their option. So last year, I actually had a woman trying to conceive a pregnancy. She went off of birth control, did not have a cycle return within like five or six months. When she went to her doctor and told him that, he told her the best bet was to, can you believe it, get back on birth control. Now, how in the world is that supposed to help her to naturally have a period and can then conceive a pregnancy? It makes no sense whatsoever. So instead of telling women how that they can bleed without addressing the underlying issue, we want you to work with a medical team who is just as interested as you are in why these periods aren't happening. So that when you find that root cause, then we can address that root cause directly. And not only do you begin naturally cycling, but your overall quality of health is improved as well. I just think too often women's health issues are overlooked or undervalued. You know, if you aren't cycling, it matters. You know, your body is designed to naturally ovulate and menstruate. I think it's great that you care about that, that you know that, that you know something's wrong. Um, not doing so may even cause issues down the line with bone strength or cancer risk. Figuring out the root cause to why it's not happening, it matters. Finding a tailored approach to restoring your reproductive health, it matters. You know, if you're not having a period, you deserve to know why. And when you do have a supportive, restorative focus team like that, you'll be able to do what almost all of my clients with amenorrhea of various types have been able to experience. They've been able to have their problem respected, have their cause investigated, and then have their treatment made specific to their needs. And I'll actually share one of these stories. Hers is more of secondary amenorrhea, but I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, This is an interview that I did sometime last year, um, just to give you kind of a glimpse of this. Um, But there are so many stories out there of this happening. And if this is you, I just want you to know there is hope out there. There is very, very likely a cause because there's always a cause, right? And I would love to support you into getting that root cause of why you may not be having your periods. Thanks for listening today. If you like what we share on this podcast, we invite you to leave a five-star review on whichever podcasting platform you use to listen to us. Your reviews matter so much in letting other listeners know what to expect when they click on Woven Well. And thanks for dealing with my voice today. Hopefully I'll be back to normal next week. As always, thanks for listening as we continue to explore together what it means to be Woven Well. Woven Well.